Okay, so discussing yesterday that there's two different uh, two different things happening at the same time in Mitzrayim. The one is he spoke about the, the Avdus, the slaves of Mitzrayim, and the other one is spoke about the Inu, that we were suffering in Mitzrayim. We saw the one is the symbolism of the Matzah, and the other one is the symbolism of the Mara. Now, just to digress for a second, we're talking about in the context of what we do at the Seder and the significance of what we do. Uh, let's go back a second and understand why it was like that, just for a few minutes, so you understand in the context of the background of where, wh- why this happened. What was the reason for the Avdus in Mitzrayim? What was the reason for the Inuit? So the Avdus, we know the Pasuk tells us, that it was a dialogue between Hashem and Avraham Avinu. And Hashem tells Avraham Avinu that he has taken Avraham Avinu, so to speak, to treat him in a supernatural fashion. There's no sire for Avraham Avinu, there's no intermediary as a Malach. Hashem deals with Avraham Avinu directly. He takes him above the stars, he says, Avraham Avinu, ko yezarecha. And Avraham says to Hashem, that's very nice for my children tzadikim. But what's going to happen if they're not tzadikim? And they don't deserve this special treatment. So Hashem says to me, you should know your children are going to go to Goddess. And what's the point of Goddess? So, we've said this many times, the point of Goddess is because mashakana ever konarabu. And that is, if Klai Yisrael don't deserve a special interaction with Hashem, so what's going to happen is that they, then they're going to have to be subjugated to some other nation and they're going to get via the sire of that other nation. Because there's no other option. Klai Yisrael don't have their own sire. So there's no option of them getting uh, from a sire from a malach because there isn't a malach who has authority over there. Either when we deserve it, we get from Hashem directly, like Hashem told Avraham Avinu, or if we don't, then we're going to go into Goddess, and the nation who's the host nation, now that they own us, so to speak, so then we're going to be given some kind of, whatever we get from the Shemaim, some kind of life force via them. I just said there isn't one. Either Klai Yisrael are getting from Hashem directly, or they're getting from the, whichever Goyish nation is on top of us. In a positive way? No, in a negative way. We're going to become their slaves. And by being their slaves, so then they, they well, their, so to speak, their mazel, or their spiritual koyach, takes care of all their possessions, including us. We become their belongings, so to speak. So right now, we're, we have our own country. We're still in goddess. We can talk about a different time, which goddess we're in right now, but it's, uh, we're still in goddess. That's the Matthias. And therefore, Mitzrayim was the host country to Klai Yisrael, and we became subjugated to the sire of Mitzrayim. And therefore, Vavodum. The first part of the fact that we Vavodum is we slaves, is, uh, is, a, is a necessity. Because if we don't deserve to be, to be taken care of by Hashem directly, then the only way, other way we're going to get anything is via uh, some other host country, and then Mitzrayim fulfilled that role. What was wrong with the... Yaakov and his 12 sons. Nothing. It was after the sons. It's only after the sons died, like the Pasuk says, that Mitzrayim started to subjugate us. Until then we weren't their slaves. We were their guests, maybe. Uh-huh. We were invited to Mitzrayim as their guests. But then we only became their slaves later, and because the children of the Shvatim didn't live up to those standards. Like the Pasuk says, and anyway, that's why we ended up being enslaved to Mitzrayim. Again, I don't, I've given the whole shir in this a number of times, so I'll give the whole shir again. I just want to prove it with one very interesting point. And, and that is that the Paris says, his advisors, we have to be Chachamim and do something about Klai Yisrael. Why? Because we're getting too strong. And what's going to happen? If there's going to be some other country that fights us, then they're going to join the enemy and against us. And the obvious question is, why do you have to bring the other country into the picture? Maybe they'll just mount a civil war. Maybe they'll rebel. 
and the answer is probably there wasn't an option because probably right now we, we own them the only chashash would be that if some other country comes maybe they'll line up with that country against us but uh, to fight on their own against Mitzrayim they couldn't do and that's why when Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim the last of the Pazak is to take a nation from inside another nation we weren't just a, a second nation which was in Mitzrayim we were inside of them which means we were like being supported by them and to detach us from that Hashem had to go back to the previous Nahagav he's looking after us himself he's looking after us himself otherwise we would be stuck in Mitzrayim which I'll be saying I got it more than once and if Hashem hadn't taken us out of Mitzrayim we would still be Meshubad which means we would still be under the muzzle of Egypt not necessarily as slaves but wherever they would be we would be because we were the, our spiritual lifeline so to speak was coming via them when Hashem took us out so we went back to the stage where Hashem was looking after us directly and then we can break the shackles of Egypt now we, Hashem is looking after us on his own we deserve it so then we don't need to go via the agency of somebody else so the hold spiritually Egypt had over us was because we needed them we needed them that made us into their slaves but we could have been slaves without the enemy like we said yesterday we could have been slaves if we had to work for them if we would have been subject, subjugated by them if we would have gotten our spiritual connection through them we could have ended at that and that's why Hashem told Abraham Avinu that the Abdus is going to come if Kai Israel don't deserve a direct connection to Hashem so then we're going to get we're going to get uh, our lifeline through any other nation and this repeats itself time and again in history every time Kali Yisrael don't deserve on their own to be given by Hashem directly so we become avodim to some other nation and then we get via them and the Geula is always when we deserve to get from Hashem again so then you know, we don't need that other nation anymore so we go back to getting from Hashem and that breaks the hold of whatever other nation was that they had over us Okay, so that's the first point of, 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 of the, the principle of Pesach. And that's why the Gemara says that we have to start the story of Mutchinim Begnus from Usayim B'Shavach. We have to start with the Gnus. What's the Gnus? So the Gemara is, this is a Machleik Yisrael and Shmuel. One opinion is the Gnus is Avodim Hayinu Lepari in Yisrael. We have to start about the fact that we were slaves. And the other opinion is, Mitchila Oveda Avodah Zarahaya Viseinu. Our ancestors, which the Rashi and explained, is talking about the Yidin Mitzrayim, were Oveda Avodah Zarah. And it's the same Gnus. How did we end up being slaves? And the answer is because the, our ancestors Mitzrayim were worshipped by Desire, and therefore they lost their ability to get from Hashem directly, and therefore the only Eitzah was meant to make them slaves. And therefore the point of going, the Haggadah is not just that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, He took us out of slavery. You have to understand what we ended up doing in the first place. We start the story from the beginning. Why did we end up being slaves? Why did we go into slavery in the first place? And it was, it was a prediction. That he answer that were from the beginning that Hashem told Avraham Avinu, and we bring us in Agada in the third place. He said that Hashem originally told Avraham Avinu that uh, because that was the deal. If we don't deserve to get from Hashem directly, so then we're going to get via some other nation. We're going to become slaves to them, and that's what's going to be what supports us. That's what happened in Mitzrayim. That's the beginning of the process, and the end of the process of Gula is when we go back to the stage of we can get from Hashem directly. And if we don't need Mitzrayim anymore, that, that breaks the, the bondages of slavery over us. Yeah. What does it mean, get from Hashem directly? You're saying get punishment from Hashem directly? No, get life. Like, get Shefa, get Parnassah from Hashem directly. So that's what we're getting from Egypt? Yes. Via the agency of Egypt. When we were slaves, whatever we got was through the Marach, what we call the Siren of Egypt. So in a certain sense, we're, get, we're, we're slaves right now getting our, our Chius from, from other... From other, not directly. Which is why we get so little. If we get from Hashem directly, we'd be getting much more. If we're getting the, like, the leftovers from someone else who's in charge of us, 
So of course we get much less. Okay, so that's the, that's the first point. Understanding the avdus of Mitzrayim. And like I said, the avdus was subjugation. But the second part of Mitzrayim was envy. Was envy, was punishment, was affliction, was torture, whatever you want to translate it as. And uh, what is the reason for that? Why did Klaishon need to suffer so much? And like we said, that's a different symbolism. That's the symbolism of the that they made life better for them. What is the reason for that? So once again, this is a big topic which we don't have time just to, to go through completely, but just uh, in the context of understanding how the Haggadah puts things together, we'll just talk about it briefly, and that is, this came as a ticken for the sin of Adam Marisha. This is the second point, and the came as a ticken for the Avera of Adam, and the reason for that was, is because uh, Mitzrayim was meant to be the experience which would enable the Jewish people to regain the level that Adam had before his Avera. And therefore, like every Avera, uh, part of the process of, of rectifying Avera is that is the Yisurim, that a person is to suffer for uh, t- as part of the Shiva process. And Adam Rishon himself never lived to, to get to a stage where he ever got Kapara for the Averas he did. Klai Yisrael, we were, going, we were going to be given that chance in Har Sinai. But then part of the Shiva process was the Yisurim for the Avera, which they had to suffer in order to get the complete Kapara. And that's, and without going into specifics, so each area of Yisurim, what it was, and what exactly elements of the Avera they came to Mechap before, which the result does do. But just in general terms, the point of the Inni was not because of anything Klaishal did wrong, but the point of the Inni was the preparation or Klaishal had in order to, in order to be given the opportunity to get back to the level that Adam had before the Avera. In other words, to correct the mistake of Adam Rishon. Sorry? No, I said before, the goddess didn't come for that. The goddess came because he didn't deserve to get from Hashem directly. But now we were given the opportunity to try and correct the mistake of Adam Rishon. And therefore to do that, we need to the full Shiva process, which which there was part of the Shiva process, as you said. And therefore the Yisrael of Kaisha Hadim Yitzrayim was in order to enable him afterwards to 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 go back to the level of Adam before the Chet. Which they did until they lost that again as Advad Chet but they had their chance. And the uh, same thing. For us to get there again, so we're going to have to go through the Yisurim again in order, like uh, Hashem says, that all future Yisurim will be partly Chet because to try and get back the level again, we're going to have to go through the, that Yisurim again in order to mechapa for that Avera to get back to the opportunity to fix it, which we haven't yet done. But okay, that's a different point. So therefore, there's two, there's two, elements, to, there's two elements to the goddess. The one was the Abdus, the other one was the Yisur. Now, which one, and here's an interesting point to think about, the Seder focuses on both. The Seder focuses on both. Because if you're going to talk about the Abdus elements, then that's what we can blame ourselves for that. We can blame ourselves because we didn't have to go through that. If we wouldn't have fallen from the level of the Abdus, then we could have stayed, and we could have stayed getting from Hashem directly, and from that point of perspective, we wouldn't have had to go through the Goddess. Like any goddess. But we didn't have to bring the Khurban the first person, or the second person, or any other goddess on ourselves. It was all self-inflicted. As the Nevim tell us a hundred times, you're doing this to yourselves. You're not listening to Akadosh Baruch, or you're abandoning the Torah. The result's going to be you're going to go into goddess. Because if you get into the stage where Hashem is not going to give you directly anymore, like we said, then the only alternative is you're going to have to get via somebody else. So the, only, the way to do that is to put you into goddess. So that part of the, that part of the Mitzrayim experience was avoidable. And that's what we said before. Part of the Haggadah is the Knus. We're saying what we did wrong. What we did wrong to put ourselves into Goddess, and what we did wrong 
that uh, because of that we had to be enslaved, and then, then afterwards, what we did right to get us out, because it has to be both, which means if what put us into Godless, what put us into Godless was the fact that we abandoned Hashem, and therefore we weren't able to get from Him directly anymore, then the way get to get out of the Godless is when we reapproach Hashem. And it's sincere, and then Akadosh Baruch will take us back and give us directly again. And therefore, we talk about the fact that we and Hashem took us out to restore that connection. Then again, the, that was the part of Mitzrayim which Klai Yisrael were responsible, so to speak, for uh, doing their various which originally landed us in Goddess. And we start, and again, this is another part of our God. It wasn't the plan originally. We said it's not got it too. When Klai Yisrael originally, when Yaakov and his sons went down to Mitzrayim, they told Pari, we're not coming to stay here. We're coming here temporarily because there's a famine. The Gurba Aritzbanu, we bring us in There's nothing to eat in the Knaan, so here just temporarily. So there was never on the cards, you're going to stay in Mitzrayim, definitely not become slaves of Mitzrayim. So what happened? What happened is that first star died, and the second star abandoned Hashem, and then we ended up being slaves. And then, what's up to us? At what stage is Klaisha going to do each other, and at what stage is Klaisha going to dive into Hashem and reconnect, and then at that stage, it'll be a good and therefore, when you go through the Psukim of Tvarim, which is half of the Magid, that's exactly what we say. We went to Yerim Mitzrayimah. We didn't want to go there originally. We landed up there temporarily originally. But what happened is, Klayashwa got too comfortable there. And the matter they wanted to become Mitzrayim, and they forgot about Hashem. And like we say, then, what was the result? They enslaved us. Like we said, we had to cities for them and everything else. And the result, and when that happened, we daven into Hashem, we reconnect, and Hashem takes us out of Mitzrayim, and it talks about how Hashem takes us out of Mitzrayim, and therefore we've, we've covered the basis of the Haggadah in four psukim, which we elaborate on each one, but that's the half of the Magid, explaining the process of the Avdus, like we said. There was a second part. There was a second part, and that was the process of the Inri. And that we said that the point was, to Mechaper for the various of Adam in order to enable us to receive the Torah. Or in, order, or in order to enable us to get back to the level before the Chet. And if that's the case, there was something which wasn't necessarily totally on, on what Klai Yisrael did wrong. It was something which was, which had to, which in order to, to try and bring the world to its sense of Shlemus, there had to be that, that Kapara process too. Now, that's a, a second element. It's the second element of going down to Mitzrayim. And obviously the question is, what could we do about that? In other words, was, there, was it then uh, something which was inescapable that we have to suffer? Or not? So, first I'm going to talk about the as Agav, but uh, it's the right Ashkaf on this. And that is, and this is the Yisrael Gadol, which always applies to any Chava, which needs Yisurim. So does that mean that we, we, we're now bound to suffer, we have, no, we have no recourse? And the answer is no, because a person can choose how he wants to suffer. In other words, the, a person can recouple on himself suffering as a form of trevor, and then he can decide how much, how much he wants and how bad it's going to be. It works. It's only if a person doesn't decide on his own, and now it's Nixon and Shemaim, what suffering is going to get, so then, if it's not his decision, so then he's going to be forced to suffer whatever was Nixim and Hashemayim. But if a person chooses to accept suffering on himself, so to speak, as Kapara, 
So then he can decide what I want to do except suffering. So for example, uh, it's brought in Arizal, it's brought in the post game as well, that there's such a thing as the tiniest chokapar. And if a person as as a way of doing shiva wants to accept himself to fast, whatever much it's going to be, okay, it's it's definitely a certain element of tsar, a certain element of Yusurim, and it works as Yusurim. If Hashem is going to give a person Yusurim and he's going to give make a person never seriously sick, it's much worse than the tiniest that the person would have done for himself. But that's always a principle. What a person accepts for himself in Yusurim, he can get away with a lot less than if Hashem is going to be the one to decide the Yusurim, for the simple reason that if a person is doing it to himself, so then the choice that I'm doing this to myself in order to get Kapara is always, is always a factor. The fact that I want, I'm willingly accepting Yusurim is always a bigger factor than the fact that you had to because you were forced into it. And the Prasvah Mitzrayim too. Which means, yes, we look at the Inu of Mitzrayim in hindsight as what was necessary for it to bring us to the Mitzrayim and the Chet of Adam and what enables us to receive the Torah. But the route it went was because we did it, uh, we, we didn't, you know, we, we, we didn't choose to make Mitzrayim and the Chet. It was chosen for us, which is much more harsh. The Zara says, and the Zara asks a great question. And then it's Shevet Levi wasn't part of all of this. Shevet Levi, they weren't affected by the Gzairs of Mitzrayim. Well, they were part of getting the Torah. How did they attack in the Chet of Adam? And the Zara's answer is, on the Pasuk, is that what the Mitzrim did to make a Safa was all the different kinds of works and tortures and everything they put on us. The Zara says, the Feshavit Levi, they were marry their own Chayim. How? B'choymer, Zekal B'choymer. Of Bilvanim, Zelibun Alacha. That's all the different parts of, of being most nefesh to learn. Which means you can't compare. The difficulty of trying to understand the sugi and the difficulty of being a slave, like with to, to, to build buildings in quicksand, you can't compare. But the difference was, the one was self-inflicted, and the one was not self-inflicted. And then always the rule is that the Yusurim of persons on himself are accepted at a much lesser degree than if you're not going to accept Yusurim on ourselves, and it's going to be an exile on us from the outside. And therefore, Levi had Yusurim too, on a much, much smaller scale, but Lamaz had the same effect. How had the same effect. How did they get Shephah if they weren't under Shabbat? No, they were also Mishabu Mitzrayim, they were also Avadim, but they weren't afflicted like the, the rest of us were afflicted. So they were under the rule of Mitzrayim? Yes, they were looking to run away if they wouldn't want to. But they were also, they were also under the side of Mitzrayim. But they weren't afflicted, they didn't suffer. And the suffering, how did they suffer? By their mysterious nefesh or Torah, whatever it's going to be. Doesn't it say that Pilate wasn't Mishabu because they were Kayanim? They weren't all priests. What? They weren't all priests. So they were learning Torah. Since they're learning Torah, it's matter he left the middle. And how that works is they were recovering themselves in Inui. So he made it in the plan to them. Now, they need the fiction of Mitzrayim. Okay, so that's, uh, that's uh, the, the background to the two parts of what we went through in Mitzrayim. Like we said, part of our God is to discuss the process of how we became slaves and how we got redeemed from being slaves. And, and after Hashem punishes the Mitzvah for making us slaves. There's a second part of our God also, and that is the, the appreciation of the fact that it was Be'etzim for our benefit. It was for our benefit because it entitled us or enabled us, so to speak, to be able to get to the stage which we would work towards, which we would work towards in being with in the Chet of Adam, in getting back to the level which a person could get to. Where's that part of the Agada? So that's, that's um, the second part of the Agada. When we talk about the Halal, 
And then the halal is, and we'll start with that, the, the, the halal of Pesach is we have to thank Hashem for all that He did for us. And, and uh, in Mitzrayim, because, it's like I said in the halal, that it's, I look, I look, Avdei Hashem. Hashem it is to bring us back to the stage where we could be Avdei Hashem. And therefore we look at, in hindsight, as the entire process as being the Teva Seinah. As being a type of sin, because it wasn't just the punishment which we wish we could have avoided. There's a certain perspective on it of, but we gained from it. Going to Mitzrayim was something which built Klal Yisrael, was attacking the, the what, what whatever needed to be fixed in order to enable Klal Yisrael to get the Torah. And therefore, we look at it all as being something which is a type of sin. That's the second part of the God. That's the second part of the God. It's the second part of the Maggot. And the reason they're saying it like that is because otherwise people always see it like, well, it's a stereo. Like, why are we thanking Hashem for taking us out of Mitzrayim? We didn't need to go there in the first place. Or He put us there. And it's only because we did things wrong. So life would have never happened. So what's the big deal? And the answer is that's not true. There is an element which we wanted it to happen, at least in hindsight, because it enabled us to get somewhere. It wasn't just like we got back to where we were before. It enabled us to get better. It enabled us to, get, to be able to work and get into a level which we never had before. And therefore, we look at the whole the Pesach process as a preparation to being able to become Avdei Hashem. That's where do we celebrate that on Pesach? The celebra- that's the celebration of the Arbukosis. The Arbukosis is not just the fact that Hashem took us out from being slaves and stopped uh, stopped us suffering. But it's no, it's the Vagalti Vilakhti. It's that I, I, I redeemed you and I took you Vilakhti is Khamila. The Nakura the Avakosis is focusing on these were stages in the Gola. The stages in the Gola. The way that the Seder works is that you do one, only one at a time. Either we're focusing on the Matzah or we work focusing on the Avakosis. Like either the times you put the coast down, you open the Matzahs, and you open the close the Matzah, pick up the coast. We're focusing on either one of them. Either focusing on the Matzah, which is the story of being Avadi, like we said. And then it's the story of telling the story of us being slaves. And then we go through Avadim Ayino and we, we would have a desire and we came down for Adam Mitzrayim. And then eventually Hashem took us out. That's in front, that's, the, that's what's said over the Matzah. That's the story of the Avdus and it's, we have the symbol of Avdus, the Matzah. And like we said, that's, the Matzah symbolizes both. On the one hand, it's the, the, the sign of slavery. On the other hand, it's the sign that Hashem saved us. And they're two halves of the same thing. In other words, we, we bats and put ourselves into slavery. When we deserved Hashem took us out. and took us out as soon as we deserved it. So the matzah is a symbol for both of those things. The Avakosis are a symbol of the fact that it's, uh, this was all HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan to bring us to Velakachtis Chamlila'am. Which is why, like I said, when you have the coast, you don't have the matzahs. Always. The first coast is Kiddush, anyway, the matzahs are covered. But even in the second coast, when you get to being with Lafika, Chalach, Nechayav, Nehoidus, or the Hadil, cover the matzahs and pick up the coast. This is a different Haidah. It's a for the fact that the whole Mitzrayim process was to our benefit. And the same thing, when you continue with the third coast and the fourth coast, that's already the coast is after the meal, the matzahs aren't here anymore. Here it's just the Hidah on, on the coast. It's a different element of, of Seder night. And that is the focus on the, the, the whole part of the whole of Mitzrayim was a process to bring us to, to, bring us to a higher level. There was a, there's another part of Mitzrayim. I gave us not for nothing that it's brought that. On the one hand, we eat the mara, but the mara is too sharp. We dip it in the charesis. Now, what's the charesis symbolism? 
Ve'atim is meant to be the tit of Mitzrayim. What, what's the special about the tit? The Gemara says, Zeichel the tit, the clay of Mitzrayim. And the answer is, that was a symbol of the Inri. The, the symbol of the clay was when Pirate told the clay Israel, I'm not giving you materials anymore, go make your own clay. That wasn't productive as labor. It, it just was, it was just there to punish them. That was an example of Inri. And therefore, the Haresis is an example of something which is Inri. And uh, we put the Mara with the Haresis. It's the example of the Mara, which is the symbol of the Inri, and the Haresis, which is the symbol of the Inri. But it's brought in the person, you have to add one to the Haresis. Right, it's, it, it, most ingredients the Haresis are, whatever other symbolism they have, you don't add one to the Haresis also. That's a bit of the remez that in the Inri is the, is the Haidah of the Yain, which is the, the fact that this is all that bats and plan the Tayyip That's a. Uh, uh, an extra element which uh, lands up with the symbolism of the Mara, the Choresis, the, and, and the Haidah for that is the Arab Why wine? Has that Wine is something we thank Hashem with. It's a sign of uh, Simcha. And therefore, the, looking at the perspective of Mitzrayim, it was all good for us. So we thank Hashem for it. That's the uh, one to thank Hashem. That's the. So we spoke about three things. We spoke about uh, the Matzah. And I've just we spoke about the moral and showing the affliction and connected that the arbukosis, which we understand that was all the Those are the two different factors together which make up the maggot. Those are the two different factors which make up the maggot. And then we spoke about the Gobin Pesach. And the Gobin Pesach we said was what Hashem expected from us to come free. The, that what we needed to do in order to come to, to, be, to, to come out of Mitzrayim was we need to show the sacrifice of the Gobin Pesach we spoke about yesterday. Those are the three factors which make up the Magid, and those are the three mitzvahs which make up the Sudha of Pesach. So that describes a little bit the, the elements of the, the Seder, if you're going to talk about what we eat, and the elements of how they fit together in what we're trying to convey. Obviously, the thing we're going to talk about tomorrow is what's the idea of the Halal, what's the idea of the Fikoyim, what's the idea of the Nirza, the end part of the Seder, so that Hashem will talk to us tomorrow.